Now, I'm sure that most of you know the old story about the astronaut who went far out into space and was asked on his return whether he had been to heaven and seen God. And he said yes. And he said yes. He said yes. Greetings, ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries, and sentient artificial intelligence. Join us on this journey to find the others. Because no matter where we find ourselves in this multiverse, the act of existing is all too familiar. Guys? Is anybody out there? Hello? The mushroom has a tremendous problem-solving ability. As we look across this great expanse and stare at the stars, we can't help but be reminded these lights, though we're seeing them all at the same time, happened across a multi-billion year delta. Some of those fires burned millions of years ago, some billions, but all of them happened so we could experience them in this one singular moment. They called us scouts. They called us seekers. They called us who's who. But we were destined to question every, everything. this journey with us it's it's uh nine nine nineteen the portal is open the portal's opening steve the succubus has come oh the succubus is here amongst us it reminds me of my friend lazarus as oh, my friend lazarus on. would say nine 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 is just six 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 upside down he would wouldn't he and it'd freak you out a little bit. <laughs> He's a freaky person in general. He's a freak. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here on Who's Your Sophisticate Radio. It's Steve Elgin here with his co-host, Craig Kohler. Craig Kohler, the glom artist, if you guys are just joining I us. I glom I started this whole thing, and here we are doing it big time. We are. <laughs> you started great. this whole thing, and it's because you find yourself in hilarious situations all the time. That I do. That's exactly why I started this show, because like, I'm just like, I got weird again? stuff happening to me. Again? Might as well tell people about it. You want to know something funny? I do. Okay, well, I, I, I'm addicted to fishing now. 
Okay, I'll tell the fishing story one, one more, more time. time. For those of um, you Okay, so I caught this big fish, whatever. Now I'm like, oh, I got a fish. I got a fish in golf. I got like this DNA in me. I don't know what's happening. I'm Greek. Just the, the, the sheer caucasity yes, exact, in that Thank statement. you. From the, 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 you know, I'm from the old world, I guess. I guess. Just the so old golf, white in you is coming thank out. Thank you. I got a golf and I got it's a Vikings. Fish. Vikings did it all. The, you guys don't learn your history. Big golfers. Well, they, they, whew, big golfers. They ran through everybody. Yeah. And don't even think you don't have some Viking blood in you. Don't think you don't have Viking blood in you, okay? You can do anything. That's the that's a great thing about this So, show. So you're always fishing. I'm fishing, and I, I I have this party at the Spanish Society. You know the Spanish Society; it's great. It's, it's uh, there's a member. There's speaking of being just the whitest people on earth. God love my wife's family. I love you, Jenny, so much, and I love your family so much. But you've been to the weddings where it's like we are family, and they're just out there like, and there's not a drop of rhythm. You've heard us do the Netflix streaming picks of the week song. We're yeah, awful. We sound like near Neil Peart. I'm good. Yeah. You're off. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, so I had that going on. Well, we, of course, Jenny, hour early. Her, her maiden name's Hour. Go say, Jenny, hour early. She's always got to be somewhere an hour early. I hate it. I'm a late guy. I show up late, like, oh, Steve's here. Yay. Steve's here. That's how I'm showing yeah. up. Yeah. Fashionably I'm not late. To get You're a fashionably there. late guy. Thank you. I'm not trying to get there early and help with tablecloths. Naturally. So I say, you know what? I'm going to go fishing. While you guys set up tablecloths, is there anything I can do? That's why I, I go there. I was like, hey, is there anything I can do? There's nothing to be done Did you here. Go to Forty Park? Yeah, I went to Crown oh, Park. Okay, right the Horseshoe oh, Lake. No, the Horseshoe Lake's a little low right now. So okay. I run over to the boathouse. Run over to the boathouse. Okay, over there. it's a little mischief. Yeah. Mischief over at the boathouse. I think I'm more. I wondered if you hadn't grown up in the area, if you'd be more freaked out by the people that are there, or if you would be less freaked out. Because I don't know if I know. I just know how crazy the people are who hang out in the pavilion of the boat. Yeah. house. It's sure. a wild. It's a wild spot. Did you guys? Uh, did you ever get into the the urban legends about the bear pits and everything that was oh, going on down over there in the bear pits? Oh yeah, baby, I know all about those. That's for a whole nother. We're episode. Southside through and through, bro. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. So I'm sitting there and I'm fishing and it's kind of quiet because it had rained. So I'm thinking this is great. I'm gonna be pulling these hogs out because they're gonna be hungry. They're you're on a carp. You're right. on a tear of carps I'm right now. You're on a tear. I'm on a tear. And when you're on a tear, you just gotta get you out. You gotta there get it. Yeah. Yep. So I, I've. Put on my line. I go down there, and I'm walking around, and I'm trying not to, you know, there's a few sketch balls in the area, so I'm walking around, whatever, while I'm fishing, and there's mucky water. Like, you look down, and it's just gross, and there's trees and God knows what else in there, and the water was up, and and it was just, ah, you know? I'm thinking, even if I catch something out of here, yikes. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and from behind me, this, this little, little, Little gentleman just in the tightest little shorts <laughs> and just like braids and a bag, like a shopping bag and a little mesh tank that barely covered his midriff. Pretty much the cucky get up now that I think about it. Yeah. And he comes up from behind me just strutting his stuff. And he goes, Hey, hey buddy. And scares the daylights out of me. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking to myself, Jesus, please, okay, I, I gotta get out of it. I end up throwing, nah, get, get maybe a few bites. I don't know if I'm just pulling along dead hookers on the bottom of the, <laughs> on the water possible. or what. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I end up leaving, going to the party. But it reminded me of this time when I was at the uh, at the gas station there by the Metrolink. And in, uh, in, where is that? Shrewsbury? What's that called? Yeah, yeah. Shrewsbury? Yeah. Stop. And I'm in there. Um, um, uh, I frequent it. You know, I go there pretty often. And there's a there's an old guy comes walking up from the Metrolink, and he's asking. He's like, I, I can get a minute. 
And I'm thinking, oh, okay, fine. So I talked to him. Are, for you, a second. you got a minute for about, about anybody that needs some help? I do. I, I, I do too. I, I got try to. I, got I try to. Yep. I, that's what was going through my head. Even. Sure. So I go talk to him. He's obviously out of his gourd. I got nothing. I can't help people. I had an experience where you know I could talk about that time when we did the warming those without the winter thing. When I went and tried to hand yes. out coats, it turned into pandemonium chaos when you, down there. When you learn about the tribal nature of Ooh. the homeless community and and the and uh, when, even when you're trying to do good problem. or what you think is good, like it's a deep. There's like an it, there's an organized crime syndicate oh, aspect to the whole thing, buddy. It's wild, yeah, it's man. It's a, it's it's a seedy. different world. It made me just want to get in it, you know. And they're the kind of people that'll just stick you. They got oh, yeah. nothing to lose. It was a whole crazy situation. Anyway, so I got a t- I got a minute for him. I go inside. I'm like, I can't help you. I only got plastic. <laughs> oh, and my, my, even my father-in-law goes, oh, you, you wait till they have a square reader. And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll take a square. You know, when you, yeah. So anyway, we go in. I go in there. I come back out, and there's a little uh, gentleman, very petite gentleman, you know, dressed in flowing clothes and just looking. Looking like he's, you know, wanting to hang out. Okay. Okay. That's gay. So he, <laughs> We're gay. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Being around the bush, and there's Mark. There's my man. <laughs> I told him to play some drops for the show, immediately regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so I, I come back out, and he's standing by my door. Is he prop positioning you? No. Does it feel that he's way? He's just kind of standing there. Okay. Kind of just right. seeing. You got a minute for seeing him. Seeing what's so. doing. You know, yeah. he's not a construction worker. Okay. He's just seeing what's doing. And he's like, hey, buddy. And, and in my mind, I think, well, you are supposed to you, – you live by this credo of help anybody. I love J.C. No I love Jesus Christ, No man. doubt. I don't know. If I I'm like James believe. Carlton. I get I, it. J.C., I, there's something you. about the they initials. They the same. They, they are the same. They're pretty much the same they person. They are the same. If you're, not, if you're not using Jesus Christ State Farm – James Carlton State Farm you know Insurance. Interchangeable. James is better. <laughs> <laughs> that worked for the Beatles. Oh, it did work really well for John Lennon. <laughs> yeah, worked, James just cut off all of his them. spending with our show. Oh, just kidding. Uh uh, James is pales in comparison. I'll break that down. Uh, so anyway, he's sitting there, and I always say, hey, man, I, I got to help everybody out. I, I got to help this guy out, too. But I'm thinking, wow, I don't want to get in this situation. Can I borrow your phone? He says, can I borrow your phone? No, I, I don't really. Well, I'm supposed to be meeting somebody here, and um, I, I, I can't get a hold of them there at the Metrolink, and it's hot. And Okay, buddy, I'm fine. I will. I will. I'll, I'll hand you my phone. Uh, I'm not going to hand you my phone. I'll, I'll call phone. on speaker. And he's trying to talk me out of this idea. I'm saying, yeah, I'll hold it on speaker, and you can dial the number, and I'll hold it. He's like, no, I just got I gotta call, I gotta have the phone to call. I'm thinking, no, you don't. And you're thinking he's I gonna just him, take the phone and run? I go, sir. I go, he's. It was younger than me. I go, you look fast, and you look. You're you're ten years my my junior. junior. Yeah. Okay. I'm not chasing you around. I go, I'm pretty fast too. But I'm not chasing you around this entire parking lot. Straight up with him. Just trying to be straight up. And he's like, okay. So, <laughs> so he dials the phone. And some guy answers. You know, it's like, ring, ring. And now I'm a little bit invested because I want to see what's on the other end of this thing. No doubt. So it's ringing. We're sitting outside my car just hanging out. And, hey, hello? Yeah, hey, this is, this is Jay. I'm up at Metrolink. And he's like, oh, yeah, I, What? And he's like, yeah, this is Jay from Grinder up at Metrolink. I'm I'm here to meet you. Where you at? And I know what Grinder is. And my wife was like, how do you know what Grinder is? And I'm like, honey, all the married guys yeah. know what Grinder is. <laughs> 
Okay, it's we got to know what to look out for. <laughs> we got to know what to look out for. It's a scary world out there. The whole the whole world's quicksand. Thank you. When we were kids, we thought quicksand was going to be the big thing. Well, you the quicksand just happens to be the gay dating apps. <laughs> I know. Uh, runs rampant at sidelines of children's youth sports games. Um, but anyway, so I of course I can't let that go. I'm like, oh, from Grinder, huh? And he, you know, because he gets off the phone, the guy kind of unhooks. And I'm like, Grinder. Kind of eh? Grinder. <laughs> yeah, all right. He's like, yeah, why? You got 15 bucks? Well, he goes, uh, he goes, he goes, yeah, you gay to me? And I go, no. You know, I'm not offended Check, by anything. Checking your calendar. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, this is an off day. Uh, and I think everybody's on the spectrum of gay. I'm obviously way more oh, gay as, yeah, than as we some get older, the lines I, blur, yeah, right? Exactly. Sure. Listen, I'm, when I get old, I'm. Putting it all in me. Let's just put it that way. It's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> so, uh, so he goes, and he, he he says his face goes. Okay, he believes me. He believes me. I'm not gay. And he goes, Oh, you buy? And I go, No. You know, just really that you were. And he goes, gay. You sure? Like in this, he's he's a he's blown what? away. Yes, he's like what. I picked you out of this parking yeah. lot. Uh, so I had to live with that for a minute. Whatever. I'm cool with it. Sure. You know, that's fine. They all want me. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, take it. That's yeah, flattering, to, right? I've come to grips with it. Give me a guy I've come to me. grips. Cool. I've come I'm good to looking grips in someone's world, man. Um, it's flattering. So then, now I'm really invested. He says, can I call him back? Because I think we got disconnected. And I said, most certainly you may call this gentleman back. <laughs> Matter of fact, go ahead and hold the phone this time. <laughs> Get, in. Get, Get in, in the car. We'll put it on Bluetooth. You didn't know. You didn't know. So, so he calls the guy, goes to his voicemail. He hangs up. You know, I just hear the beginning of the voicemail. So he's like, can I call him one more time? I said, buddy, I'm, I'm this deep. One more time, then I got to go. You know, I'm waiting. Uh, I'm delivering organs for the children's hospital. <laughs> So I say, yeah, sure, sure. I got time. Yeah, I got, I got a minute. fifteen minutes. I can make up time on the road. It's on dry ice. Yeah. So I say, uh, sure, let's do this thing. So he dials up the number, and it ring, ring goes to voicemail. I hear, hey, this is yo so and so and so, and it's you know, leave me a message. I'll talk to you soon. The so and so and so. It's someone that I know, <laughs> and I'm not going to say his name, Scott. But I'm, oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm not going to say his name. But then I was blown away, as blown away as he was that called, I was I not by. called me right after that happened. It, and I could recognize the voice, kind of. And at first you think, whatever, your voices sound similar. And then I heard, look at the worry in Mike's face. It's not you. <laughs> this is the best um, so it's a someone I know I can't believe it now me and uh, Jay and this guy have been hanging out having poker night for the last six months so it's been all because you had time for somebody I did and it was a good I, I got to tell the story this weekend. We were kind of talking about, yeah, I'll lead this, this show off with a story, kind of see if we can suck people in or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> suck people in. Uh, Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> but, you know, the interesting things will start to happen to you. I used to think about, is, if your life's a book, would anyone want to read it? Oh, no doubt. 
And now I think, yeah, sure, uh, there's some pretty funny stuff. I think that one of Jim Carrey's most underrated works is Yes Man just for the simple idea of the story. Like, it's it's an unbelievable – now, listen, I've said yes to enough poor decisions to come up with a lot of great stories out of it. Yeah, one day I'm going to sit here and tell my kids – my grandkids and be like, yeah, there was this one time I was really dead set that I was going to create a future with this guy. And then he told uh, he told that joke and it ruined <laughs> everything. Uh, I'm the Brad Knoll of this thing. I'm going to shut it down. It just whatever. I'm shut it down. <laughs> Good luck finding Rome. You, uh, speaking of, uh, let's just, we don't have a, a real rigid thing to follow Seth's here. So let's here, have some fun. We don't have a boss here. Let's, and let's Steve and I, weird. we don't get to get too intimate. we got two guys that are just working their fingers to the nuts yes, trying are. to find us content. Good, it's good. But you brought up, you know, I, th- it made me think about up, it Corey? because I always feel What's like up, Tom? Um, i got a minute for you. You What's know, up, Tiffany? I'm typically, if i got a buck in my, if i got $2 in my up, wallet, Mikey? i got a buck for you if you need it. And up, I get Mike? it. Up, I understand. What's up, Hank? I understand that uh, a lot of it's just a hustle. Most of it's just a hustle. What's I don't up, care. Zach? It's irrelevant to me. What's up, Ann? It's irrelevant to me. A lot of a lot of people uh, will will take the opportunity hey, just to ask the question. I'll typically you're not going to get anything if you don't ask. Is you know. So I make a little bit of time for everybody. I worked yeah. with I worked with a guy who. That's why I like you. I worked with a guy who was kind of hey Steve uh, in in a almost a sleazy kind of business. Hey, Jenna. But he actually, you know, the way he explained right. it. So 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 what this guy did was he loaned on. Um, on vehicles to basically high risk financial loans, so the right. the interest rates were crazy high, and he put trackers on the cars, and he had a deal with just like this the dredge cockroaches of society that would just take advantage of anybody that would lend them anything, and he's like, hey, well, you know, they give me a fat down payment, and if they don't make their payment on the car, I shut the car down, I have my guys go pick it up, fine, don't make a payment, I'm in a better equity position on the car as this. Hey, bada bing, so bada the, boom so over here, ruin like, somebody's life over here. The whole, the whole well, he's, and that's, oh my God, that sounds kind of, it's seedy. That sounds pretty seedy, but then at the same it's time, the there's nobody left in the world that will lend to him. This guy gives him an opportunity to, to run a business, or, so anyway, so just being in that industry, the, the financial side of things, you know, uh, what people would call maybe loan sharking or like payday loans, that type of stuff. It just feels kind of gross. And this was a guy who he was really just a really kind guy, did really well for himself. <clears throat> this guy had um, he was he was poor his whole childhood. And he just made the decision that he was never going to he was never going to live like that. And so he's the kind of guy that would just always have a thousand bucks cash on him at all times he's like i know what it's like to be poor i'll never not have money in my pocket just stood with him all the time and we were having a conversation i'm like man do you ever feel you know you ever nervous having that kind of grip on you you know just walking around and he said you know man he goes uh i've been pretty blessed he goes i've had a lot of things go my way i've worked very hard for what i got and he said uh i just kind of always felt like um it was like people that came and asked me for help in the streets. A homeless person asked for money, something like that. He said, "I always felt like it was God testing me. I always thought like maybe they were maybe they were an angel." And the one time that I said said no, you know, uh, it was going to be the wrong time. And for whatever weird reason, like just this conversation the two of us had in passing, like I, it kind of stuck with me, and I'm like, "Oh man, it's just a test every time." So typically, somebody asked me for something, and I got something. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna give them what I got, because I know there's more where that came from, you know. And so I, uh, I hope there's more that came. I believe that there's more where that came from. I the universe give, is abundant, right? Give me give me what you got for a poke chop, for a poke chop. 
throw it at me like I was a showstop. You know, that's my motto. That's your motto. That's how I live. My I life. always, if if, if someone's been lunatics. creative with their sign, and they they or, or they don't lie with it, and they're just yeah. like, hey man, we my got favorite, my this. favorite guy was the guy who's like, hey, I'm just looking for a down payment on a cheeseburger. No, I'll tell like, you how to get that cheeseburger. I'm like, down payment on You guys have seen the movies. Everybody knows what's up. Would we get rid of panhandling if everyone, if every, if we could get everyone on board with not handing out money? Yeah. Would that eliminate the problem of people standing out and asking for change? And does that bother you? It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Does you want to put your mouth onto the microphone, or you just want to like? You can speak right. Yeah, you can yeah, talk, talk right. right, right, right. Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree with Craig. Oh, great! Okay, put the microphone back over <laughs> in that direction. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, I, does it fix it? No, I do too. I, I think it makes it. people. I, th- I think it makes people more desperate. You know? and then they start robbing. I mean, I think I think it, I think when you take away voluntary transactions what if, between people, when, and you apply this to whatever you want, you take away a voluntary market, you're going to you're going to start experiencing a, a, a forced market or a market of force. Well, that's what I was thinking. You uh, do you enforce that? Do you say it's illegal to give money to? They, there's people that do. Yeah, I mean, there's places like a, that do. A, a, an I've seen people. There's been up. people that are ticketed for for, for, oh, sure. for giving to panhandlers. Yeah, no doubt. I got imagine that. For, Imagine diaper that. in public. Like, is when, that's when the state <laughs> drives me crazy. Is like when when uh when someone donates a bunch of food to a homeless shelter or a when restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, or no, they just shut it down. Oh, it's against it's against the health department. It's against code. They go. They end up writing an eighty five year old man that's doing like a, a free Meals on Wheels thing. They write him all kinds of citations because he's serving people. Oh, what's on, what's the deal with homelessness? Am I right? It's such an in-depth problem. It's it's crazy that we we had that video on our sophisticated Hoosiers page of the kid who goes and finds his mom and then feeds the people on Skid Row and seeing how Skid Row has a perfect eye line to downtown L.A., kind of like North City, a few of the blocks we were working on. They had a perfect skyline of the dome and the arch, and it was just the, the buildings were, you know, we were – Rebuild, the rebuilding bad, buildings the there. Um, so it, it's just it's crazy because you know. Oh man, I you think talk I, about Native you know. Americans, and they said there were no homeless people in Native American tribes. It's always kind of something that stuck with me. That if you do live in this more tribal setting, and and it seems to you you, you forego some of those little problems like that. That's that a small when, community. Yeah, and then when you start getting bigger and better. Which you think that's getting better? We're advancing. Our civilization's getting better. Where everything's good. We're trading and traveling and doing everything at will. And we got these little computers, but yet you're, we're still willing. And it's not. It's not us and them. It's not us and homeless. We're all one. So the, this narrative of well, we just allow it to happen, or well, I don't, or it's their fault, <sighs> or it's all of these little things. And I don't think there's a magic bullet that. Uh, yeah, obviously, there's people who have dedicated their entire lives to it. I mean, Kelly McGrail, yeah. Kelly McGrail Payne, who's on our page. Yeah, she's great. Um, she's female Jesus. That's who I call her because she took me down for one of our sponsors, Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. They yeah. said, hey, we want to donate a bunch of shingles to there was a little uh, encampment on the Missouri side. And then they switched it over to the Illinois side because they're – there's more leniency. They kicked them out of Missouri. Okay. So they had to take all their stuff to the Illinois side. And 
Um, it was like right along the river and back into the woods is this encampment. I mean, it's crazy coming from a kid who grew up in South City and then got moved out to Jeffco. Seeing this was even a whole nother side of life that I had never expected to see and how kind the people were. Um, they had almost like a, a, a village elder, I would say, that came out and, and took care of everything and was kind of had the younger people under his, his wing. And they would build, they would get like four or five pieces of plywood, build a little structure, put a slanted roof on it, and either use tarps or shingles or whatever they could. And they were straight building a little community out there. Mm-hmm. And it was just wild. But people have dedicated their entire lives. How to many people and- do you think were staying down there i would say there were 20 little uh you know sheds yeah yeah, uh, set up uh and lord knows there were probably 10 when i was there just hanging out and sweet sweetheart people yeah you know it was volunteers from the area no, people that were just living there. Oh. And it was me and uh, another guy from Lifetime Roofing and then Kelly McGrail. If you can uh, – I need to look up her charity. I will look that up because she does charity work, and she is boots on the ground. Yeah. She's a woman going down there and commanding respect and helping people. What was her name? Kelly McGrail Payne. Um, yeah, she's awesome. It's uh, yeah, man. It's a it's a multifaceted problem. What breaks your heart? You, I think is what it's you called. you talking about. Um, you know the <clears throat> um, heating those without. Yeah, like that. It's a. I think that's a warming really, those without. warming those without that Thank makes it a little bit more alliteration the there. TM. Right? Um, TM. But you know, you guys obviously did that with the biggest hearts. You guys filled how many vehicles full of oh, of shout outerwear out. of you know Brian Kessler put oh. together what a garage full of coats. You know, it would fill this entire studio. Unbelievable. And he had problems getting rid of it. He had to go to different small donation boxes over time and stuff them in there because he had so much stuff. It was insane. And that's you know that's a little disheartening because you're going down there. And listen, you've been presented with a problem. We've all been presented with this problem. Guys, we have a homelessness problem. There are people that are freezing yeah. to death outside. And you're like, so what do you do? You solve that problem real quick. I'm going to go get at least, you know, I'm not going to give them shelter, but I'm going to give them a little bit of uh, uh, some jackets, uh, yeah, extra a little blankets. bit of warmth yeah, until no they doubt. can find some shelter. Gloves. And then coats, when you go hats. down there and you try to give them out, then you realize the, not just the, 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 rampant drug use you know the desperation hard, hard the drug. drug war the drug war that's going on down there because there's a whole a whole like i said a whole little micro economy where there's definitely a hierarchy who's the biggest baddest oh yeah not only are you dealing with with people that are hard up in the throes of of being dope sick or whatever you also have you know a, a huge swath of 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 homeless people uh have some kind of schizophrenia or major, oh, yeah. major, you know, uh, uh, bipolar disorder Hepatitis or something C. like that. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, all, all kinds of things like that. But I'm but, just talking about just just <clears throat> mentally. You're not dealing with people that's that are, Mike got his. Yeah, you guys have to see. <laughs> but <laughs> keep throwing that in there. That's good stuff. <laughs> drop, drop a good uh, Hep C claim. Yeah, I know. Any chance that you get. <laughs> but it's it's not a clear cut. You're not, you're not dealing with – it's not like you have, um, you know – it's not like it's basic training, right? And you got a bunch of eager, open-minded kids that you can convince to, to do your bidding and have a, you know, have a uh, um, some marching orders to get them to all kind of 
tug the same direction. That's not what's going on down there. They're not all on the same team. You know, they're not on a team. And, and the ones that are, they can't take your help unless somebody else. Like, what was the deal? You tried to give us somebody. Like, they were like, give, give us a little bit of the skinny there. <clears throat> okay, so me and my boy Adam Bundren went down there, and we uh, you know, thought, okay, this is good. We'll just go. It was a six below. You know, it was, it, was, it was single digits. So we go down there, and we had a whole tr- trunk full <clears throat> SUV back filled with coats and blankets and gloves. So we go down there, and uh, we pull up in this parking lot, and uh, the people are kind of you know, running away from us at first, and then they finally come back when they realize we have some stuff. And then this, this gentleman who is obviously strung out comes up, and he starts going, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And I'm thinking, what is this guy sorry for? And I look over at Adam, and he is frozen in fear, just like me. And this guy's like, sorry. And he, he has a little backpack on, like a little string one. Like Ivan carries a bigger backpack to school than this right. guy had on. He's like, I'm real sorry, man. And puts it down on the ground in between us and him. And the, the we're standing at the SUV. Then it's his bag. And then it's him on the other side. And he starts, like, feeling his body. He's like, I'm sorry, man. Finally, I say, what are you sorry about? Like, tell me. Jeez Louise, don't keep me in suspense. So he goes, oh. Well, then he starts – then the other people, we start getting swarmed that people know we have a bunch of stuff now. So then it's just a, okay, we'll just see what's going on over here. And I look at Adam, and I'm like, we got to get out of here. So he looks at me. I grab a bunch of blankets and throw them on the guy's backpack because I assumed he was grabbing a gun out of there. He was pre-apologizing for having to shoot us. and take. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking in my head, sure. whatever, yeah. you know. <clears throat> and so I, I, we, we threw down the coats, and I wasn't – or the blankets. I wasn't sure if Adam got the signal. And so as I look, you know, he's already pressed the little button on his SUV. It's, it's closing. Closing. You're like, get everything and out he's of running to the front seat. Of, <laughs> oh, he got the vibe. He definitely got the vibe. So then yeah. we ran and got out of there. And we're like, oh, my God. We thought – we don't know what would have happened. But you we went, just you went, went down, down there, there to trying give, to give You went down away. there to give a in piece the first of your place, heart away. Yeah, in the first place we went to, and they're they like, no, we can't take that. And sold it on the black market. Yeah, they go, no, we can't take that. And I was like, what do you mean you can't take this? They're like, we can't take it. There's a whole thing goes on down here about – Who's got stuff and who has nice stuff and I can't have too much stuff and what? What are you guys talking about? No, I can't have this and then that's too nice. Uh, at least take some gloves and socks. That's what they'll take. Gloves, socks, maybe a blanket. Naturally. But then even with the blankets, what do you do? Fold them up and put them on your bed and then go to work that day? I mean, there's no place for anything right. that you have. So right. it's a whole uh, – it sucks. Um, and it's a multi-nuanced uh, uh, – it's going to take a solution of everybody – Finding some some leaders who have some real heart and soul, like we talk. We got that symposium coming up. I really think that a lot of people are already built for it, but some people need a, a, a defibrillator. And I think that sometimes psychedelics can can restart the heart in yeah. that way. Can restart it with with a with someone a guided ceremony that they can say, okay, now we're opening up the heart. We're real. We're really yeah. realizing that things are connected and I have all this power being in this position of leadership and that can spread out because I don't think you need to, we don't need to put acid in the water, Craig. I know you keep saying that every day. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do Allegedly. that. We don't want to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, real quick, before you continue on the psych thing, um, the, what breaks your heart? She has some events coming up. Um, Perfect. serving Saturday, that's September 21st at 7.40 a.m. at St. Louis Public Library. 
Um, she has other past events, and future ones will be coming soon. <laughs> so, that was um, awesome. but yeah, if you go to the page, you can check it out. If you really want to get out there and do something, help somebody, just feel like you're doing a cause. Oh man, Scott oh. must feel like a real ass right now. <laughs> Why is that? Oh. Come in and mow oh, your what lawn. Are you, what are you listening Mike's just to? Mike's going to come in and mow his lawn. Are you listening to TMA over there? The <laughs> yeah. It's a duck get, 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 some, get some topics. <laughs> oh, shoot. As Did we say we were joined by these two knuckleheads? Oh, you didn't. Uh, we're, Scott we're, and Mike. We're joined by Scotty and Mike. This whole first guys. hour, let's get this. Let's just get this out of the way. We talked about yeah. him a little bit. He does, there's a lot of comparisons. <laughs> Tons. There's a lot of comparisons, but I He's actually not better. So my my insurance renewed uh, in August. Oh, that's stupid. And I'm actually oh, spending wait. even less uh-huh. than I was with James Carlton, State Farm Insurance. Round of applause, Mark. Hit him with a <laughs> round of applause. There we go. He's always saving me money. He's so easy to deal with. They have their customer service is great. Check out Carlton Insurance on that three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. I'm gonna say when I point at you, play that applause. Uh, James Carlton, he's better than the other JC. Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's wrong with you people for clapping? Stop clapping! I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> he's, James, he's gonna he's be thrilled up. with this live he read again. Three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. If he's not doing your insurance, let him give you a quote, guys. I promise you, your experience will just be... Just let them give you a quote. Just let them give you a quote. Call. Oh, yeah. That's my guy right there. Again, Scott, you must feel like an ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting cacawed all over the place. Come on. <laughs> yes, there it is. That was you got the other one? Let's, uh... <laughs> let's, uh... Let's talk a little bit. Can we talk about cannabis? Let's do it. Hey, you got the cannabis news drop? Hey, Hoosiers, are you ready for some cannabis news? Are we talking about we? <laughs> what artificial intelligence will mean for the cannabis space? Mm-hmm. I found a headline today that just, uh, just <laughs> I just knew that Steve was going to be super excited. Mm, I can't wait to hear about all this. Just about every estimate. This is from Forbes. Forbes.com. Okay. Hit me with it, man. Just about every estimate shows that the cannabis industry will see strong long-term growth. Yet there are some major challenges, and they are more than just about changing existing laws and regulations. Okay. But artificial intelligence is likely to be a big help. True, the industry has not been a big adopter of new technologies. However, what? this should change soon as investors pour billions of dollars into the space. Yes. So how might AI impact things? Well, look at what the CEO and director know. of CropCore Michael York has to say, the use of AI in sensors and high-definition cameras can be used to keep track of and adjust multiple inputs in the growing environment, such as water level, pH level, temperature, humidity, nutrient feed, light spectrum, and CO2 levels. Tracking and adjusting these inputs can make a major difference in the quantity and quality of cannabis that growers are able to produce. AI also helps automate trimming technology so that it is able to de-leaf buds saving countless hours of manual labor. Similarly, it can be applied to automated planting equipment to increase the effectiveness and efficiency of planting. And AI can identify the sex of the plants, detect sick plants, heal or remove sick plants from the environment, and track the plant growth rate to be able to predict size and yield. What do you feel about robots growing your dope? I think you heard it, how I felt about that. 
I would be amazed <laughs> if you could tell me anything that I just said. You said that they're going to use robots to help grow weed. <laughs> I heard that too. <laughs> I, I expect this at home. Okay, reread it. <laughs> no doubt such things could certainly move the needle in a big way. There's also opportunities to help with such things as more accurate predictions, which would allow for maximizing efficiency. And yes... AI is likely to be key in discovering new strains or customized strains for specific effects. Examples would include relaxation and excitement or increasing, decreasing hunger. Hunger. <laughs> decreasing hungry. The result could be even more Craig's a robot. He just market. said after he eats, he goes, decreasing hungry. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, Listen, I, AI is going to control everything. You know that from yep. the from the cameras and all the stuff you're talking about, them being able to monitor what, you know, how are they going to figure out different strains? Because I did, you know. Listen, AI is going to creep its way into everything. But if okay. you listen to Jack Ma... Is that the Alibaba oh guy? Goodness. Was that not the most ridiculous? Thing I had a you've really ever... hard time watching. Dude, I Elon don't. Musk I don't and... even think about it. I don't even think about it. Have you ever huh? watched his like story at all? Like the way that I mean, hey, we can all be something. We can all be billionaires. We can all be billionaires. Is if you've ever you seen hear that? if you've ever seen Jack Ma and his story, you're like, how did how how did he how did this guy start Amazon? He's an uncle head. He's a. Uh, He's a knucklehead. Elon Musk couldn't believe what he was saying. I watched that when it was And Elon happening. Musk is a pretty – doesn't show a whole lot of emotion on his face as what it is. What do you mean? And there were so many times where he was like – What? Like, what? like like, he got just punched in the face with a fart. He's like, just, I don't know if AI is going to really be that big of a deal. And I don't know if it's – you know, I just don't think about it. And if I don't if I don't understand it, then whatever. We just he let goes, it go Artificial intelligence? He goes, I, I call it Alibaba intelligence. <laughs> Am I right? right? That's what Awful. he opened with. It was terrible. But I mean, what do you think about? Well, I, I oh, listen. Since you read it, you're absolutely right. The uh, I mean, AI is going to creep its way into everything. It's going to make everything. It's going to make our. We're not going to have to use our brains to compute in ways that it's had to compute lately. So now it, everything's Short going circuit. to everything is going to move to like what are we going to create? In this, Shane Moss has talked about this before. As AI takes over more and more, whatever industry doesn't matter. As it displaces more people out of work, and we'll have to figure Jack out. Jack Moss said they'll find we'll jobs. Have, we'll have to figure out. They've That's always, they always they have. Always Pe- people have said that su- you know such and such technology was going to put, you know, you know. Okay, when 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 cars came around, well, or when all the blacksmiths work, well, blacksmiths become mechanics. You know, like that. But this is a little different. Because now blacksmiths become mechanics. You can break that down. That's pretty easy to understand. You go from shoeing horses. You go from shoeing horses to to putting wheels on cars. Okay, that's the deal. Blacksmiths. It's it's a direct. It's a direct transfer of labor. Now, there's still blacksmith. I'm not shoeing any horses. (laughs) There's still plenty of badass weaponry. (laughs) No doubt, I get it. I'm just a simple example. Okay. Uh, Just but so long AI, as we're clear. AI is a different animal because we're actually creating machines to do the little mundane things mm-hmm. that have always kind of taken the place of the previous industry before, right? Were they using that for seeds right now at all as far as Oh, uh, I think so. Planting like planting. And, and, yeah. I mean, I think some of the bigger operations, like I, I'm sure that CropCore, which is, looks like it's a publicly traded company, you know, there's billions of dollars in cannabis stocks that are, that are getting uh, traded right now. I'm sure any way that they can uh, – um, you know, dial in the process to where they can actually 
with everything being seed to sale and everybody looking for more and more accurate labeling, the more and more that you're you're doing that, the more and more you're turning it into a binary process, like a mathematical process, right? How can humans create something that's smarter than them? I mean, we do it all the time. Not according to Jack I mean, Ma, if you saw that interview. I mean, it's it's he's silly. I don't know they're clever. They're not. Yeah, I mean, we have emotions. We know how to prey on people's emotions. I don't know. But I think AI is getting to that point, too. Like, we've already seen with the data points. We think that the phones are listening to us. The phones aren't listening to us. They just have enough data points of things that we like to be able to make an educated guess on what you're into. It's been real weird lately. Mine has been all over. I'm throwing it off. My fishing stuff has been out of control on there. (laughs) I believe that. It's just lure after lure. Really? I'm $1,500 deep to a lure guy <laughs> right now. You don't want to get on a lure guy's bad side. I'll mess you up. I heard man. something a little uh, disconcerting. Okay. I was listening to Aubrey Marcus's podcast. He had our guy Ooh. Gary V on there. Oh, what okay. a combination. <laughs> buddy. Oh, my God. Buddy, buddy, buddy. It was really good, but they start talking about China. Oh. And Aubrey Marcus is like, well, you know, what are you... What are you uh, what do you have to say about people that are concerned about, you know, China and, and their advances in technology and everything? And Gary just cut them off. They said, China won. We can just stop right now. China won. And he's like, and you being an exceptional American sitting in your chair at home hearing this, that's really hard for you to hear. But you are currently existing in the transfer of power from America being the number one superpower to China. China has all of the infrastructure. And he goes, we're still 30 years away. They've got the infrastructure in Africa, but Africa's 30 years away from being the burgeoning, you know, industrial complex that it is. And China's built all of that. He's like, but you know what? He goes, you don't, you know, he's talking to Aubrey. He's like, you didn't make it Aubrey Marcus because you're American Aubrey Marcus. Because there's, there's room for plenty of winners. There's winners all over the world while America's the superpower. But he's saying that, and I, I got to thinking about that. Like, especially as AI takes over more and more like, so much of our understanding of who we are personally, you know, I don't, at least me, maybe you, th- I don't know if you've ever thought like this, but like, I feel like so much of our identity has always been what we do, right? We talk about it all the time asking somebody, hey, what do you do? Well, you know, and trying to change that to what do you love? Because at some point, because of robots, because of cheaper labor elsewhere in the world, you're going to have to find a way to serve yourself to, to let, you know, you're going to have to find a, a better way to earn to create income, how do you marry that with what? what is it that Steve Elgin brings to the table that's different? I mean, I got a few well, ideas of what you. you bring. Yeah, I got all kinds of ideas of what you bring. But I think for the longest time, it was the whole, hey, go to college, get a degree, become employable, you know, get a, get a good job, get a safe retirement, get benefits, do all of that. And that was your identity. Well, yeah. as, as those jobs become more and more automated, you're going to have – there's going to be a manager – uh, class of people that are like, going to still overlook like the person that's pressing the buttons on the machines. Then you're going to have management, and then you're going to have the people that own the machines. Well, what if we get to a point where I think if we get two needs met, uh, you know, food and energy, if the machines can help us cultivate enough crops and uh, some sort of algorithm can measure the, the barometric pressure and know what weather pattern is going to happen and then maybe even pull rain from some other part of this, you know, whatever AI needs to do to figure out what we got to do to feed everyone. 
Because it's as simple when it when it becomes. It's not a ma- it's not a matter of lack. It's no. not. It's not a matter it's of a we matter don't have enough food. It's exactly. a logistical. It's a, no doubt, it's and a that's where the problem. computers come in. Right. We waste so much food because we have all these hardship logistical problems. When you have machines, when we have drones immediately delivering food yeah. and supplies, it's the first step, right? Immediately, just yep. constant, just a train of them in the sky. Yep. And I mean, I I wouldn't. I don't think it's too far-fetched to think that eventually you're going to have a machine that atomizes. Pulls, yes, that pulls the molecules out and oh, puts them into like it's Star Trek. Thank you. And the replicator. Got a, yes, and oh, you've got man, an apple awesome. on your hands, and you got an apple, and you can. Okay, I got to jump uh, in on this, guys, because that really just shocked shocked the heck out of me. Watch in your the mouth. United States food waste is estimated at between thirty to forty percent of our food supply. Yeah, wow. it's not there a matter go. of not having enough food. There you go. It's so a I matter of getting the food too. And energy, we have limitless energy if we do it right. You know, yeah. like there, there's a way. I know you need resources and materials to get to the point that we need to get. But once we get to a point where food and energy are met. You're going to need a lot of other things. You're going to need, you know, waste. There's no there. reason why we can't with as much but energy that hits problems. this rock from the sun Thank every you. day. There's no reason. And, and as much tidal. water flows through, Thank you. there's and no reason that we can't, yes, you know, figure something out. No doubt. The machines will figure something out because they have no uh, loyalty to a, a bottom line somewhere. They have, I forget who has the quote about, you know, don't trust a man who's, Bottom line depends on the size of his wallet, or is something to that effect. That you know, you can't always trust a guy in a deal when it's when his money's on the line. Sure, you got to be prepared to get. Well, you know, and I, that, that that's going to be the jam. most. That's the thing that's going to stifle the most technology, and, and that has stifled the most technology are competing technologies and the money that they've already created. But you know, that's also the same thing that pushes new technology. No doubt about it. it. The, uh, right now, the largest investor in solar power are the oil companies. Yes. Make no mistake. Like, energy companies are buying up energy until they own energy. Yes. It's, it's, it's the exact same thing that on, on, a, on a much bigger and perhaps even more, I don't know, insidious scale, you know. But it's the same thing that happened with the, with the mortgage crisis that they, that they break down in the big short. Everybody knew that the ratings that these banks were getting, like when they started to point these out and they said, all these bonds are upside down. All of this paper is upside down. And they wouldn't downgrade anybody until the banks had the chance. And this is why, I mean, I still get pissed off talking about the mortgage crisis. It pisses me off. Nobody has hung yet for this. Nobody's head is on a spike for this. One guy went to jail. Oh, yeah. One cat. One guy. One guy. <laughs> one guy. They found, that. like, the one... There, he was, like a, like, a vice vice president at you know, Lehman Brothers or something. It wasn't even at a big bank. Yeah. It was at some nonsense <laughs> bank. It's ridiculous. But until they could, uh, you know, dump all of this bad paper off on other people, on people's retirement plans, on regular elementary school teachers' repi- retirement plans, Plans. Come on, Craig. Come on, Come on, Craig. Get it together. <laughs> Come on, boy. You can do it. They dump it off. Coach on Craig regular, just kicked yeah, in. They, they dump it off on regular Americans, and then the market tanks. Oh, yeah, the ratings were all upside down. We should have seen this coming forever. People did see it coming. They took another nine months to sell off all of their bad assets to people that they were contracted to act in the best interest of. They knew exactly what they were doing. Is greed good? 
Oh, I th- I think to, to a level, greed is good. I think that greed drives a lot of a lot of things. Is I that think greed, that, or is that I, something? Else? I think that I think that we need to be okay with the idea of people making an absurd amount of money. Um, we need to be okay with those people spending absurd amounts of money. I used to make a living dealing with people people's penchant for luxury. Right? Uh, it created not only my job, but all of the jobs that it created to give me the different materials that I used yeah. in order to build. Can the balance ever get too out of whack? Though? Oh, I think like, it does. I think it does. And I think here's the crazy thing, though. What happens I'm with is, you. I just think when you start having multi-multi-billionaires and the, just, well, they it, start it playing gets, a different game. Yeah, it gets point. obscene even when you hear, hey, A-Rod makes what a uh, grade school, average grade school teacher makes. He makes that in a game. Yeah, when you start hearing stuff like that, it makes the uh, yeah. it, it just, all all those arguments do, and they fire me up. But all it does is keep championing championing this this stupid us versus them, rich versus poor. Yeah. everything that they get is one less thing for me to get, and everything they do is a direct effect on me. And I well, then the other people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm gonna be one of those people one day. Sure. And there is a certain elite level that you're never gonna get unless you invent Twitter or do something. But but there's a whole but level. that always happens in the most uh, – because that opportunity is there, that person comes from a from a place that you would never guess. Yeah, guys, DeBerg. a DeBerg Cavalier made Twitter. Yeah, Come on. Come DeBerg, on. They haven't won the shoes in 55 say. years, guys. <laughs> they, they haven't won the shoes. That's where – that's what the drive of them not winning the shoe that's helped what it is. make Twitter. That's what it is. But – but on a serious note, um, you know, you never know where that's going to come from. The people that made Instagram – like it really was a dumbed down, simpler version of Facebook, and Facebook's yeah. like, uh, thirty billion, take thirty billion for that, and then just immediately worked it into the yeah. app. Like I, I promise you, those people thought they had something cool. They probably yeah. didn't know that they had something. Yeah. Well, the that what's was, that app? That app. It's yeah. another messaging thing, and, and it's, like, it's yeah, sold okay. for billions and billions. It's wild, man. Anyway, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what is. Is greed good? I think to a degree it is. Yeah, that always that that I think I think greed is. is bad, but it's always weird. Whenever I get this is this is my life personal experiences. Whenever I get to a point where I think everything in my life has told me that greed is bad, I'll see an instance where someone's greed facilitated the development of something that maybe saved someone's life. And there's that's the crazy thing about life and the universe is as soon as you have it compounded, cemented in your head that I got this thing figured out, they will throw you the craziest wild card yeah, that man. you've ever been thrown. And you got to pay attention because you can go through life in a haze, in a daze where you're just saying, oh, man, I, you know, whatever. I'm not paying attention to any of the things around me, any of the signs, any of the signals, any of my radio frequency waves, because we're all just big antenna soaking it in. Yeah. It's time to start putting some stuff back out there, too, you know? Because, yeah. you know, I don't want to sound like we're complaining this whole first half or anything. I don't think it sounds like that. But the, the, I don't know the, what we're doing. The community that we've built. Oh, yeah, I know. The community that we built, you know, it's awesome to see how many people have, uh, you know, no making the doubt. change. We're seeing, I'm seeing friendships of friends of friends of friends from the people getting together and doing things. No doubt. I think if you just keep pounding people over the head with that saying, you know, you've been listening to Aubrey Marcus, you were saying the Duncan Trussell routine, listening to All, that. That routine is giving me a routine. 
I there think discipline is rooted in a routine. There you go. Right? And I, I can't believe that that was the catalyst yeah. for me because it's yeah. something I love doing. Yeah. You know, I love listening to these guys. They're they're definitely talking about kind of the same of this they're talking to kind of the same people but getting different things out of them, but yeah. and they're all I, I I broke it down. They all serve kind of a different part of my psyche. We we don't things that we are sure of as we get older, the answers change on them. Lines blur yeah. on things like it, you know, have, ha- having a having a, a strong psychedelic uh, episode in the past has left me const- in the constant pursuit of perspective. I'm always something happens to you as I'm hearing it. I'm trying to experience it as you experienced it, just so that I can have the greatest level of un- that, I, that I can put myself in your shoes. And I feel like if we all kind of approached disagreements like this. They would a be resolved a lot quicker, but they would also be resolved with a lot more grace. You know, it wouldn't be your first. What is it? It about wouldn't people? be your first uh, uh, inclination to just like jump at somebody if you were headed. Well, I always feel like I had to win arguments. No doubt, like, I'm with, learning with how girlfriends to not, growing up dude, I'm to where I'm at now. Piece of garbage. I I always thought there was a winner to the argument. Hearing my parents argue, I go, "Oh, mom got a good one there." <laughs> you know, and it always kind of stuck with me that, "Oh, you got to win that argument." No, it, it, it's so much. And then you take a, a, a an even so further removed, pers- you know, uh, view of it, and you're like, oh, neither one of these idiots is is winning anything. They're yes. both now worse off for it. Well, you can go through and be pretty awful to each other, and then come out the other side even stronger if that's what no you doubt. choose. No even doubt. stronger no doubt. if that's what you guys choose and feel in your hearts. That's what it's all about, baby. Maybe that's what we talk about on the other side of the hour. We'll uh, talk I got about, some good talk about relationships. Talk about some. Uh, I got a good streaming pick too. Ooh, I gotta I gotta dig mine up. I've, I've, I've streamed a, a few real things. Good I've pick. streamed a few things, so I will check that out, guys. Thank you for joining us. This first hour brought to you by James Carlton State Farm, CarltonInsurance.net, three one four nine six one forty eight hundred. Best agent in the game. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us ramble. On the other side, we might go down the rabbit a little bit. We'll talk about relationships, the trials and tribulations. And uh, all the good stuff that's happening mm. all around us. We got a big, big trip I'm looking forward to this week, buddy. And uh, maybe we can get into that a little bit. We got a couple events to let you guys know about. Tickets for the Piney Pow Wow are on sale. If you guys haven't gotten those yet, uh, I advise you get on that pretty quick because it's going to sell out fast. This is Hoosier Fiscate on WGNU 920 AM. We will see you on the other side of the break. Cuckoo.